Wait, is this even recording? Wait, is it on? I don't know. What does that light mean? Is it blinking? It's red. Does that mean it's working? I think so. Wait, can you hear us? What's a microphone? Don't be an asshole. What's a podcast? (laughs) Wait, wait, it's actually on now? I'm not sure. This wine is delicious. Oh yeah, shake body. Oh yeah, move body. Hello and welcome to Sugarcane Cinema. At least I think that's still what this is. What am I? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been exactly 60 seconds. It has been quite a while. <laughs> no, it hasn't. You might even say it's been. Well, makes you look at me. Something, something, uh, and I'm sorry. Something, blah, blah, blah. I don't know all the words of the song. It's literally been a while. Who are you again? I'm David. And I think I'm still Wilson. Yeah. We're excited to be back. And this episode is special because we're doing an award show. The Shuggies. It's the first annual Shuggies where we talk about our favorite, best, worst, happiest moments and happiest or not happiest times of watching these movies. I am just <laughs> talking. So yeah, please come in. <laughs> Oh, that's what we're trying to do. I see. I was confused. I thought this was to give awards for our favorite moments in Suge Knight's life. Wait, as what? like a retrospect. <laughs> that's what I thought you meant by first annual Shuggies. Like, oh. like when you hatch this out of your brain, because this is obviously your my idea. Because I'm I'm excellent like that. <laughs> obviously, yeah. I don't think Suge Knight knows this episode. You know, it's kind of for the best because I picked my favorite moment was when he tried to kill that guy with his car. Uh, yeah. It was a tie between that and then he, <laughs> when he set up Tupac to get killed. So That was probably the worst one. Yeah. Because Tupac is not dead, though. First annual Shuggies are going to be our, hopefully, annual award show where we're going to take a look back at everything we watched over the year and we're going to assign awards to it. Like, best picture, best actor, what was your favorite movie? What was your least favorite movie? Yeah. Which movie had the loudest door? Which one gave you a headache? <laughs> Which one has the best hair and makeup? Because that's quite important. Who was the best light-skinned love interest? And that's not that important. All right, let's hop right into it. Best picture. <laughs> okay, best picture. For those who don't know what best picture means, what does that mean, David? I think everybody knows what that Okay, it was just me then? I think so. It was just me. Got well, it. sir, what was, out of the movies we watched this year, what was your best picture? Best picture for me goes to Road to Yesterday. Why? Because the movie had everything. It had suspense. It had drama. It had great cinematography. The the writing was excellent, in my opinion. The acting was wonderful. It had one of my favorite actresses, you know, um, Genevieve. Mm-hmm. And the at the end of it, the nice reveal was wow. And I believe a best picture to quote someone else I live with is a movie that that you remember for a long period of time or for a long time that's that's still with you that you can't forget and. I wrote to, you wrote to Yesterday was one of those movies where I'm like, I was pleasantly surprised with how good it was. Yeah, Road to Yesterday was definitely the first movie we watched that was really restrained. Yes. In yeah. how it presented its story and its, and its characters. Definitely. What about you, David? What was your best picture? I gave it to another prestige pick that we watched this year. I gave it to B for Boy. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, which has a bit of an indie darling. Um, it's one of those. It reminds me a lot of uh, Tracy Jordan's movie he made on 30 Rock called Hard to Watch. <laughs> Brought to uh, based on the book uh, Stone Cold Bummer by Manipulate. (laughs) 
because it's one of those independent projects that is like really sad and you don't feel good when you watch it, but you don't feel good because it's so well made. Yeah. And it's so capturing a sensation that is genuinely stressful and mm-hmm. really puts you in that situation and it does it it does it uh very masterfully. Yeah. And so when I think best picture, I think what is the one that used the objective tools of movie making the best. Uh, a Anything. couple, yeah, a couple highlights. There were also like societal issues with like the role of women because it's essentially a middle-aged woman who is uh, between a rock and a hard place in terms of building the, her uh, family with her husband. Okay, um, that's fair. That's, no, you're right. That is something that we hadn't seen before. It also shows like an average, like upper middle class life in southern Nigeria. Okay. We, we get to see a lot of how they live day to day, these specific characters, which isn't something we usually get out of these films a lot. Like when I talk about, oh, I like this movie because we got to see Lagos or we got to see the countryside. I mean in that they, they're really establishing a sense of place. And yeah. this is a movie that has that. I remember you saying that as well. And I think um, I chose Roti yesterday because I feel like it also had a sense of showing average daily life of a, a woman or a family living in this space that we don't yeah. get to see. It's not, there's no caricature here. These are real emotions showing real issues. And I, it made me emotional because it was so sad. And I got yeah. to see, like, we saw the bridge. It was the bridge that went from Lagos to something else. I don't know if that was um, this movie, but I think it is. Well, that might have been in 50. 50, 50 showed the bridge. Wrote yesterday actually drove on the bridge. Oh, that's right. And we right. got to see the actual bridge, right? Yeah. Um, and it hit on something that it really it manipulated you as as the as the audience to like get really close to this character just to be pulled away from them. And it's like reveal this big like oh snap, all of this was not real. So um spoiler alert. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think those those movies are actually pretty great contenders. Yeah. And the, another thing I also liked about it is that it's in Pigeon and it's in mm-hmm. Ibo mm-hmm. or Ibibio. I don't remember what the language is called, but it's, uh, yeah, because it's it's an Ibo couple. Yeah. So they speak, of course, they would speak what they would speak inside the household. And that was, it's such a departure from the other movies we watch where people are going through, really jumping over a lot of hurdles verbally to speak in a very plain sort of English dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming very naturally because, I mean, I have a feeling a lot of these actors would communicate either in a pigeon with each other yeah. or just a, or just another dialect of English. But mm-hmm. everybody's trying to speak the Queen's, you know? The Queen's English, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and you get this really stilted wooden dialogue because of it. And you'll notice that if you watch a lot of these movies along with us, there'll be moments where actors tend to ad-lib at the very end of a scene. And <laughs> you have this very wooden language, and then someone just makes a comment, and then someone laughs and comments back yeah. in, in, in a much more natural way. That happens often, you're right. Yeah, and I sit there and think, like, why didn't they do the whole scene with like the energy <laughs> they have right now? Because that's how it should, it should be. Like, people don't sit down and go, yes, well, sir, we are definitely enjoying ourselves. <laughs> that sounds very natural, David. It does. I am enjoying myself. Ooh, you're kind of drunk too, <laughs> and like like yeah, they would say something like that at yeah, the end, and then like, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, and you get that natural back and forth. That's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, Beaver Boy, and what was your pick again? Um, Road to Yesterday. Road to Yesterday. Both on Netflix. They are. You can yeah. go on and watch them right now. At least last time we checked. We For real. So don't quote us. So moving on to best the actor. Actor. Who do you choose, David? I chose Chris Otto from uh, Flower Girl and An African City. 
I really don't have a reason. I just kind of like the dude. <laughs> like for some reason, he just stands out in my mind. And he was he was playing uh, like comedic roles in both. But I think he was the first guy who was doing comedy who I was kind of laughing with. Uh, it's a lot of physical comedy and like Pratt Falls because like I laughed a lot at Minji and Michael. Yeah, but it was at him. But I was laughing at him. <laughs> I was not laughing with him in a lot of these jokes. No. I was very meanly pointing at him and going, Jesus, he thinks he's really cool in this scene, doesn't he? <laughs> and then just sort of laughing at him. No, Chris, Chris Otto, he seems yeah. like an all right guy. He seems like I can have a beer with him. Yeah. He seems pretty cool. I would say my best actor goes to the husband from Beef a Boy. I can't remember his name. But I just like, remember him as being very supportive and trying to break traditional norm by um, because the wife wasn't able to have children, um, mm-hmm. a son, and he needed to have a son to to carry on the, the family name. And the mom in the village was being really aggressive, and he constantly defended his wife against the mom of the village and the aunties in the village. And I think he, um, overall, just truly stepped out of the traditional role of an African man and was quote unquote more progressive. Even if it was basic of just a humanity, right? Yeah. Just progressive and care for his wife and his family. So I think he, his acting was quite good. And piggybacking off of that to go into best actress, I gave it to uh, Uche Noadili, who played the wife in Beef for Boy. Oh yeah. And the reason why I really felt in that story, she has so much weighing on her, mm-hmm. and she never is really given the opportunity or like afforded the social capital to ever really vent that. Mm-hmm. So she's internalizing a lot. And a credit to her acting ability is that you see a lot of that internalization. Mm-hmm. You see when she wants to shout and get frustrated, but she can't. Yeah. And you can just see the little ticks on her face as she's just boxing that up and shoving it away. Yeah. I think she's also, you're right, she's very restrained, very mm-hmm. um, introspective in a way she acts, it doesn't make sense. Because even, I think I've, we've seen a lot of car scenes, right? Inside the car scenes where like, it doesn't always go well, it gives me anxiety because I feel like they're about to have an accident. But that scene of her in the car with two scenes, one with the pregnant girl, the last one with the baby, just how heavy that was. Yeah. That kind of acting, this is a really... I felt the emotion, like even that, that 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 delivery scene, and how quiet it was, but still really loud at the same time. Yeah, was oh my god, it was magnificent. Yeah, you're right. She is pretty great. I have to say, I give mine to Genevieve. Mm-hmm. Um, on the road to yesterday, in road to yesterday, yeah. just because she really made me believe that her husband was still with her. <laughs> She, I mean, she is kind of the Meryl Streep of Nollywood. She like. really is. She's like the everyone. She's like the one actress that everyone loves and can cry on a freaking point. Yeah. Um, but Genevieve truly embraced that character, and she made me believe that every. She made me cry. I don't cry at movies. Mm-hmm. I, just, I forget movies that easily. And Road Yesterday was such a restrained film too yeah. that to see her be able to use to act through her face mm-hmm, and act through mm-hmm, her eyes mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. more than anything else because that yes. wasn't the the energy in the movie was pretty low yes it wasn't pitched up real high which uh, which benefited that movie that when they would she would get in a fight with her husband yes that then the energy ramps up and then it gets tense and then comes back down but you're only afforded that because it was so quiet and still before they get to those moments no you're right and even since the first scene the first shot of the movie I was like she just threw the embrace that role and I believed it so yeah those, those are two really great choices the two really wonderful women who are really talented 
So next category is our favorite movies. I want to differentiate this from best one mm -hmm. because I thought B for Boy was probably the best in terms of the art of a film, in terms of cinema. Yes. But I don't want to go watch it again because much like uh, Hard to Watch, <laughs> this movie was hard to watch. It was. It like, was too much. Yeah. Art doesn't have to make you feel good in order to be good, but... It can take a lot out of you sometimes. Totally. So what did you, who would you choose? Would uh, you choose? Favorite picture, I got to give it. It's kind of shoo-in. It's an African city. True. I think in Africa City, I won't say it's the reason why we started the podcast. Wasn't it? No. No, it was Lagos Housewives. Yeah, it was It was Lagos Housewives. It, it was, was a it was a, it was a great stinker that yeah. really kicked off this podcast. But in African City is the one that we talk about more than anything else we've ever watched. We talk about it constantly. We follow the actresses on social media <laughs> because we just like them. That's true. You're as right. As people, just mm. because we watch this series. No, I even like did a little blurb when I you had me you had me meet Chimamanda and I asked her the question. I even like plugged in an African yeah. city in there, and she was like, mm -hmm, "Like she's actually heard of the show." You're welcome, Nicole. <laughs> oh God, I hope the writer's name is Nicole. In African City, it's a it's a show that we talk about so much. We're still not done with season two. Mm -mm. We're two episodes into our three part series on season two. It's so good, and um, I think the the reason why it's our favorite is it just captures our generation, and it captures issues that we talk about and that we've experienced, and also it just makes us like we see people look like us. I mean, this our age experiencing these unique situations in this in this continent. And I'm like, okay, I can. It makes me want to go home and actually experience these things, right? And it's, I love the women. They're amazing. They're, they're fabulous. They're good act, actresses. And Nicole has a lot of, a lot to give to the show, and I really truly enjoy it. So yeah, I even like just all my friends to it. I'm that obsessed with it. Yeah, it's also one of the only products where the women have really allowed to be empowered and like focus on themselves mm -hmm. and have sex lives mm -hmm. and have these like hopes and fears it gives so much credit to like and all the, all these movies that we've watched so far have been really female centric yes but you can tell that they were like written by men or like directed by men mm -hmm. this one it's just it just so gets it it does that impossible gymnastics that writing has to do to like yeah. really bring that authentic sensibility to it and i like the call out the call out culture of it like it calls out sexist patriarchy traditional aspect of um, of the culture and ones that like, needs to be talked about because it's so old school sometimes yeah a lot of the a lot of the series is it's very it's formulaic in that yeah. that okay this is going to be episode we're going to talk about mm -hmm. sex or like condoms something like that it's mm -hmm. very like a uh, message of the week mm -hmm. but without being pretentious or like preachy about it yeah it makes it fun yeah. you can laugh at it while still get, getting the message out of it yeah yeah no check it out in african city it's on season one is on youtube and the second season is really worth the money because nicole took her writing up to the next level it's not just like a message of the week anymore it, that's also included but there's also like uh -huh. eight, like season long storylines yeah. that are resolving toward the end mm -hmm. that makes for a really compelling television you're right it's, yeah. more, it's really, it flows right through it. You're right. So yeah, check it out, y'all. Yeah. Moving on. This is a great one. The Lay it best, on me. The best snake boy. <laughs> Who is your best snake boy, David? I don't know. There's just so many snake boys to choose from. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there was Sam. Yeah. And then there was like this other person, I think. Hmm. Good news. Good news. We found our snake boy. Ah! 
His name is Good News. Yeah, and we both I think it's we both agree the best Nick boy was good news because mm-hmm. he just he was he was suave. Was he? I just liked him more than Sam because <laughs> Sam did the weird head bobbing thing that, that I didn't like. Me out. Good news and the good news was so cavalier about his bisexuality that yeah. I thought that that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little interesting the way that he approached it, but yes, you're right. He was more. Pro- Quote unquote for Christmas. Wasn't it him just wearing like a woman's hat? <laughs> and he wore the heck out of it though. He was confident as fuck. Oh, I should have saved a Snake Boy for Least Woke movie. Oh, trust I me. I forgot I... about the woman's hat. Exactly. And using the F word? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, best music, Wilsar. Which movie in this series had the best music? The best music, um, we both agree, An African City. Yes. Because it exposed us to, one, music that I have been, I've heard and listened to and loved, but also music that I haven't heard of, and I got to Google and YouTube it and find them. So, yeah. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, each episode opens and closes with... Lit music. Yeah, with, with, with another, like, and also contemporary music. Yeah. Where you can sit there and go, like, oh, I want to find these mm-hmm. characters. Because there was even that one scene in the bar with the guy going, da, da, da. I forgot his name, uh, but it was great. Because, uh, yeah, it took right. us, And it took us forever to find him, too. And yeah. we totally forgot. Because we did. We didn't bookmark it. Oh, snap. Actually, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. And I, yeah, you're right. He was, God, he was amazing. No, yeah. And African City has introduced us to so much it's good true. music. Music and fashion. It's dope, fly, and everything in between. Everything in between. Moving on. What's next, y'all? What's next in the pipeline? Next one would be <laughs> Loudest Door. Speaking of music, the next one is Loudest Door. <laughs> David, uh-huh. what's. <laughs> I gotta tell you. <laughs> I tell you, this was a close one. <laughs> There's so many of them. So many loud doors. <laughs> so many uh, actors opening a door on set. <laughs> Jangling their keys in the lock. Okay, I'll go first then. Okay. <laughs> so, Sar. So mine was um, Value Your Wife. Just because there's this one specific scene. <laughs> that there were many unnecessary scenes in this movie. Yes. Quite frankly, could have been an hour except for like three hours. Um, but this one, the scene where she went back to, like, she went and opened the closet door. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> she found a garbage disposal in her closet and just sort of chewing on an old spoon. <laughs> God, that's horrible. <laughs> and then, so she went to open the closet door with that horrible noise to put something in there of, I'll get something out, to get something out. And then the door she closed. Well, she was getting her bug out bag because that's the one where she was leaving her husband. Yeah, but she went to like she left, but the door didn't close all the way. So she came back. This shut us. She went back to the fucking door to close it. <laughs> and then she had to kill that raccoon that was apparently living in the closet, growling at her. Because it was poisonous. Is that supposed to be a squeaky hinge? <laughs> yeah. It didn't come through? What door have you ever opened that went, ah, when you opened it? I, it, it didn't sound like that. Yeah, that's kind of the noise you're making No, right it's now. not. It's, eh. I realize that you're the human soundboard and you can make any noise ever. But yes. I think this one you should probably workshop a little more. No, eh. What do you hear? You say, ah, that's a yell. It sounds like Sonic Hell. I think everybody just deleted this podcast now. And that's where I, what I hear when I she opened that door, Sonic Hell. So well, anyway. my loudest door. 
So my loudest door, I'm going to give it to Abandoned Bride. Just because there was one scene specifically in there where I think three characters walked in periodically through there. And this was a big, heavy wooden door that was in kind of an old house that was tilting a little bit to one side. And I swear, you could hear the knocker and the latch like like open on that thing. Hinge squeaks open and then just sort of rattles shut. Oh, God. And it was also a little too, like, big for the door jam, so the wood would, like, jam and squeak a little bit. It was the loudest door. The literal loudest door I've ever heard in my life. I do remember you always complaining about the door being too loud. They did it, like, three times in one scene. I'm trying to listen to the dialogue, and I hear, junk. I hear I hear the turnkey come up and open up the door to the dungeon. <laughs> In this West African castle, I, be- I guess they're filming in. <laughs> Sorry. Oh That's man. So funny. <laughs> because you still hit that. <laughs> Abandoned bride. So how do I really feel about it? For real, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to a happier category: best costume and design. I think this was a shoe in. I had to give it to again an African city. Wow. Why? They just have the dopest like costumes. <laughs> but that wasn't what it's, it's called. Not dopest. It's called best. David Schuler. It is hands down the best in that <laughs> one. It's the most uh, varied wardrobe they have too. Okay. It's just super fly. Everything they have on. They were fly because I remember saying that girl. What you get there from? I want the outfit. That's lit. You're right. I did say that a lot. And it really reminds me. I just found out today that Chimamanda Adichie is now on Instagram. Yeah, I, I thank you for sending that to me. And if you know anything about Chimamanda, she's very fashion forward. She's very fashion. So forward. the majority of her very young Instagram <laughs> account is what she's wearing and where she gets it from. She wears a lot of like African designers, mm-hmm. and it's just dope. If you want to get a sense of what the fashion is like on. <laughs> In African City, one, just look at any of the promotional photos. Yeah. And then follow Chimamanda Adichie. Oh, follow the, the women or the actual um, account in African City. Yeah. But no, there are... It's a very similar aesthetic. You're right. They are pretty dope. I would, I went for, so I had close, right? So mine was Ayanda and the mechanic, mm. just because I loved how, not I guess contemporary, but how modern and eclectic... The style was? It was very cute and like almost hipster. Yes. yes. And that's that spoke to me. And I loved it. I love how bright and just how like the, oh, the guy who came from, I forgot where he came from, but like he, this car. And oh, he's he from Nigeria. The suit guy. Oh, no. Yeah. He was from uh, Uganda? Uganda. Yeah. Uganda. Right. And then I, lo- I just love the style of Ayanda's style. She was very um, modern, but like a little off. It was a very hipster. Yeah, it was a it, very hipster style. It was more like quirky streetwear. Yeah, exactly. As, as opposed to African City, which is more high fashion. Exactly. And yeah. I, I forget it does have the outfits, but I think Ayanda just um this movie stood out to me because of it was very I am not used to seeing that kind of fashion in Af- in African movies. Right. Or even Africans know. <laughs> a close second for me though, I know this isn't what we do, but close to me was um <laughs> Mata's Horizon. It showed village Africa, village um, um Nigeria. Oh, was it Ghanaian? I wasn't sure what movie. Was this a Ghanaian movie? It was Nigerian. Okay, but it showed, it showed village wear. It's something we don't see often. And how simple it is. And it's a much traditional village garb that we, we, we don't get exposed to much often. And it's like simple, like lapa tying and like, you know, really comfortable clothing, but like more traditional African wear. Right. So that's why I kind of liked it. It wasn't dope, but it was, it was quite, it was cute. Yeah. It was like a nice reminder of home. Yeah. So <laughs> if you ever want to see Majid Michael wearing a bucket hat, uh, <laughs> trying to look like a village version of LL Cool J, <laughs> Matters Arising is your movie. Yes. So yes. Yeah. 
Next one is what? Best comedy. Best comedy. Ha 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 ha. That, LOLs. That's what you do when you watch a comedy. That's how I laugh. Speaking of Matters of Rising, I had to give uh, best comedy to Matters of Rising. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was women leading. It sure. was uh, the lead actress. God, I wish I wrote her name down. <laughs> Very unprofessional about this. Because uh, she also like wrote and produced the story as well. Yeah. Um, it's also a village drama, which I particularly like this, and this is what I was thinking about before we sat down and record. Okay. Is that I like a comedy where I can get a sense of, where I can get some sort of hand on the sense of humor that the audience that this movie would be intended for would yeah. find funny. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit when you watch like a Spanish language comedy show. Yeah. And you see a grown man on there kind of dressed like a child. Yes. And you know that there's a joke there. <laughs> but you don't quite understand it because it's just it's just outside of your cultural paradigm. Yes. So that's an extreme example of that. A less a more a closer example I would say would be something like Nacho Libre. Oh. Okay. Which is just a goofy slapstick comedy, but there's something so Mexican about the sensibility of that comedy. Yeah. Where they're eating the street corn and then he throws it and it stabs <laughs> the guy like a knife. Like stuff like that. Or just okay. like the skinny guy when he, his luchador, his luchador name is uh, El Skeletor. <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I do. But I do. in like Matters of Rising is where I feel like, oh, I could see like pretty much anyone in West Africa watching this movie and, and just up. howling and I was doing while that. they watch it. Because <laughs> it's it's a very broad, but it's grounded in yeah. sensibility of a very, like, uh, uh, this is the humor of the people. And it's also a very physical comedy, for yeah. um, especially for, like, a woman um, actress. And everybody understands slapstick, too. Exactly. Like, if someone goes to sit down in a chair and the chair collapses below them, everyone I don't laughs. care what culture you're from, <laughs> you're probably going to point at that and laugh. <laughs> Like, Slapstick is such a broad universal comedy, and yes. it's something that this movie did really well, and it's something that we were genuinely laughing with, not at. You're right. No, that movie was really funny. And it, also, it just, it's because it was so funny and so well done that it's like, I remember it. And Majid was actually, for the first time, I laughed with Majid. At Majid. Yeah. Well, it's because it was specifically a comedy, and Majid's energy as an actor is so a, high-pitched yeah. that that was like... Yeah, that was like the perfect environment for Yeah, that. but you're right. You're right. Good movie. It's on YouTube. It is. It is. My Rise on YouTube. Check it out. It's actually really funny. Oh, no. We saw, we saw it on Netflix. Was it Netflix? Time. Yeah, it might not be on there anymore, though. Oh, okay. But if you check YouTube, you, you may have some luck. But it was on Netflix, so we watched it. Yeah, no. Madison Rising was one of my favorites. Cool beans. What was your best comedy, Will, sir? Same thing, Miles Rising. That's why I was like, <laughs> adding so much to it because I loved it. It was so funny. The one, the, towards the end, the little pepper thing, like putting pepper in his... I was like, that was... Because my dad had too many stories about that happened to him as a kid. So like when I saw that scene, I was like, died. Can you walk me through that scene? Um, It was a scene where <laughs> Virginia came back. He was really hurt. And um, without us knowing, actually the wife had planned this, like... This um, robbery, because yeah. Majid was hiding money in the bushes somewhere, and the wife was from the robbery um, for Majid to get robbed, and he came home lying his butt off, and she knew he's lying, and so to basically, to basically um, punish him, and to like, for, for, for why not? She like pour, she like used pepper and rub over his face, it's and pepper rub, pepper rub over yeah. his body, and she sat on top of him while doing it because apparently if you sit on him and push the pin down. 
it, it, it helps him heal faster. Well, it also it also ended with, with that joke. It'd just be like, she kept bringing up, I want to have another baby. And he's like, I'm too roughed up to have a baby. And she goes, no, it's all right. I'll just sit on you like this. Oh, and that's, yeah. when, that's when she plants on him that he screams because he's all hurt. And this is and all outside. This is all outside of like, the yard. So everyone can see this happening. Yeah. So yeah, it was a great movie. I really it's, enjoyed it. He starts howling. What are you putting on my face? She goes, it's pepper rub. Pepper rub. Fun. Oh yeah, man, I like that movie. <laughs> it's so good. It was not. It was a nice change for once because the other ones were terrible. So we're gonna narrow it down now, and we're gonna get a little serious. Serious. We're gonna get so serious. Serious. Just like the Joker, we're so serious. Okay, I can't make that. You just gotta let your cheeks be floppy. Anyway, best drama. I have too much lip. Best drama. I have to give it to Road to Yesterday. It was. Uh, and I gave it to this over Beefer Boy simply because this was the best plotted. Yeah. This was the best plotted movie we watched. It's a little slow in its build it, but it has such a good reveal at the end. And it really, I felt it went through the lengths to earn that reveal. Yeah. And I oh, yeah. had to give it the accolade it deserves with with this internet award show that means nothing by giving it best drama. It already won all the big awards in the West African yeah. like, like movie scene. Oh, so. totally. So I, they, they, we'll just mail them, I guess, a pineapple. <laughs> oh, we should have a pineapple. Well, that's actually a family tradition. <laughs> and it usually goes to the pineapple. Usually goes to the first person who loses any competition. Oh, really? But uh, in we, your we can, yeah. I just want we can incorporate that. We can appropriate that into uh. Tom, the issue is doing appropriate as a white man. <laughs> We, 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 we can, well, we can appropriate my family's culture. <laughs> okay. And turn it into a good thing. Good. I like that. No, you're right. Um, I think I also chose, uh, I also chose Roll to Yesterday because it's when a good, a good script and good acting and good um, directing does work. And, uh, the movie was, I, I think that was my, actually, that, Before Boy, and Ayanda, those are my really f- three favorite ones. And uh, Mother's Rising because of, with, with the terms of comedy, was funny. But those, I, I think that, that movie was excellent. And I think my second, second one was like Flower, um, Flower Girl. No, I'm lying. Second one was um, 50 because I just like the way. Mm. I like the story. I mean, it could have been better, but the yeah. story was nice. Yeah. It was but, different. It was changed for once. Yeah. I didn't include that in the story one or in the drama specifically because the story gets pretty rushed at the end. Oh, yeah. You're uh, right. You're right. And I just feel like in terms of a drama, it, it's one of the things that would have lent itself more to like a miniseries a mini or series. like an actual like television series because they tried to do a lot within the last 20 minutes and they work. don't quite stick the landing. I remember you saying that as well. Yeah. They do well as like different episodes than just like one movie. They should like, think about that. They should extend that to like mini series. Yeah. Because yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Moving on, we're going to talk about best special effects. And I chose. Uh, Boy, we really should have compiled these notes. And I chose Ayanda and the Mechanic as best special effects. So, my reason why, mm-hmm. so I could have went the route of, you know, the, the other one. We all know the other one. I'm not going to name it because it's just, but I truly thought this was a serious category. <laughs> and the other one was like a joke. <laughs> I will call it best. Maybe favorite. Um, so, Ayanda the Mechanic had, for me, the best special effects because of the way they use stop motion um, animation to explain things. And so just like segue from different scenes and different stories. David, 
Go. Well, I think there's a clear winner in this category. <laughs> there isn't. No. You're right. Ayanda. <laughs> I believe it should go to... Well, who? Who? Tell me. Who is it? Why are you over there hooing me? What is some sort of owl? <laughs> who? 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 Who won this award, David? Say it. Who, who did you choose? Who? <laughs> Vultures of horror. Oh, you take it back. Blaspheming. Are you sure? Are you mad? That movie was a joke. Uh, hey, man, there's computer graphics in that movie. <laughs> they got spooky skeletons. They got birds. They got lasers. They got the fire. The worst special effects. The joke, the joke parody. Nah, man, they got everything. Did I mention spooky skeletons? They got a couple of them. And the fire and the snake. And oh, the my God. And then when the furniture comes alive and attacks the professor, it's so good. And the floating head. You thought you dismissed a cat. No, it's so good. <laughs> It's so spooky. You sound so sincere. I was so spooked. Uh, me too. You have Toots. no idea. Toots. I was so spooked. I, every day was five hours long. <laughs> five hours long. I'm significantly less spooked now. No, I'm also <laughs> giving it to Ian the mechanic because, yeah, those, those stop motion interludes were just incredibly lovely and very... Yeah. There was a lot of care and attention put mm-hmm. into those. And when Wilsar mentioned the guy coming from Uganda and traveling to South Africa, they they illustrate his whole journey mm-hmm. with stop motion animation and this and so stylized. And yes. It's just it was very pleasant. No, you're right. So we look at that we agree. Mm-hmm. It was was well done. We don't always fight and disagree. Most most times, not oh, always. When we do, we make sure we do it on microphone. <laughs> Obviously, with that couple. <laughs> so moving on best cinematography so which movie did we watch over the year that was the best shot I think the clear winner for this one is going to be 50 Okay. Uh, hmm. I think 50 50 was a movie where we get big sweeping aerial shots kind of yeah. like we're coming into the introduction to a like a reality TV show definitely but we get you know these big sweeping shots of Lagos and yes. all kinds of the landscape and the city yes. we get to see different parts of Lagos we get to see what Lagos looks like for rich people for middle class mm-hmm. income people for lower class income people okay. we get to see what the streets are like at night when you go out for a night on the town True. to a venue to listen to music <gasps> you're right that's why I gave it to okay. 50 because we got to see a lot of Legos that's true and anytime we get to see somewhere I get to say boy we sure got to see a lot of Legos you do say that often <laughs> I okay. remember that really confused you when I first said it. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I, no, I, we got to actually see the city. We yeah. got a sense of place. Because before you know, the movies, they were very specific in like setting. Like, either you're inside a room, or you're inside a room. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I give mine to Ayanda, just because. When I ask you, so what does cinematography mean? And you explain to me just how it's shot and just like how. If you can take a still photo from a, from the movie object from the from the movie, it looks good. And for me, Ayanda made qualify for that because every scene was a photo, and I felt like I also got to see for me the first time a wide array of like South Africa, because yeah. where it's it shot right. Yeah. And that was cool. But you're right. Fifty does introduce Lagos to us in a different way. It may look at Lagos more of a city than just like a space. Ayanda just just shows South Africa in a different way. It just really introduced me to a different perfect part of Africa. Yeah, Ayanda is also its basic framing device is a photographer yeah, going that's around true. this yeah, neighborhood, that's so true. it really lends itself. So, <laughs> but with that in mind, 
it adheres very closely to that theme mm-hmm. of photography, mm-hmm. which is why everything is so set up. And like, That's true. and you mentioned the set design. The set design is really great on it. That. Is because even the interiors of these houses is very colorful. It's yeah. bright. It's almost like a set that you would see like on a stage. Somewhere. Exactly. No, it's, yeah, it's really good. I yeah. am was. Uh, I now that you bring that up, I have to give I the. <laughs> Way more credit than I was giving it originally, but I'm still going to give it the 50. No, you're right. I think the second was broken, but now I'm thinking about it. Broken, some some scenes could have not yeah, been there. Yeah, the, the set design of Broken was... Uh, so I think the reason why I chose Broken as a second, not as a close second, but it's like it deserved to be recognized. There was one scene that was outside where she was walking to a church, I think. It's just the way that was shot. If they can give... give if they, because... If they could have given us more of those scenes and less of like in the bedroom, like you know, panning on both right. characters in the bedroom, staring at people's feet, you know, like that scene was so good because it was very, it was wide angled. You, it was very. It was a tracking shot, like on a yes. doll. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. They did some pretty cool tricks mm-hmm. in Broken, but unfortunately, yeah, wasn't enough to convince me. Speaking nope. of Broken, we're gonna go on to <laughs> most frenetic editing. <laughs> Broken was perhaps the most over-edited movie that we'd watched on this list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, if you have, uh, like, an epileptic condition, <laughs> if you have some sort of condition that makes you prone to, like, to like seizures, I wouldn't recommend watching Broken. You're right. I didn't even, you're right. Good God, it was terrible. It was because so- I think the editor was going for employee of the month. <laughs> Be like, I'm going to put in so many cuts. Smash so many cut, jump smash cuts. Cut. <laughs> Camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two, camera one, two, one, two, three. Maybe and pan and feet. pan <laughs> and feet. Shooting feet. Who do you think you are, Quentin Tarantino? Always putting pictures of feet in your movies. I chose Abandoned Bride just because it happened so quickly in the beginning. Oh, I think God. it was more because of the beginning that I just like I was so confused and so like. Like, wait, what? What's happening? Wait, there's always something new happening. And then they didn't keep track of time. No. So I didn't know what time so what time we were, what the timestamp was. And I was so confused the entire time. Abandoned Bride also had the title cards come in where each individual <laughs> digital letter would blink out like you were on an episode of 24. It didn't match the theme of the movie. No, not at all. I'm just like, when is Jack Bauer going to kick down this door and be like, where are the diamonds? That's true, you're right. Oh, man. You're right. You're right. I never forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally forgot about Abandoned Bride. That movie has no sense of pacing. I think it's best that we just abandon this movie. Yeah. They, they, and they, move on. They would say pace? Like the salsa? Ooh. Ooh. Passe. If we accent the E, it'd be passe. 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 French salsa. Because there's one thing <laughs> the French are known for. Passé. It is uh, the salsa. So put it on our crepes. It's passé. Get it? Passé. Oh, like passé. No, no, no. Passé. Oh, like as in pussy. Oh, God, David. Shh. They can hear you. The word you're looking for is pussy. Your dad can hear this. I know. He would laugh if I said it. <laughs> well, your mother, I love her. She's an innocent woman. Pussy. Stop talking. My parents can this. Your parents don't listen to this. They don't. My dad will never listen to this. Next category. Will Sar, which, <laughs> which movie, which show do you think had the best extras? Uh, I'm, I have to say it has to be an African City Season 2. 
I am in total agreement. So they went to a rally to watch Kofi Annan speak. Yes, Kofi Annan speak, who's like you an ambassador. And while they were there, they were like sitting in the the bleacher is talking about sex and uh, <laughs> extra. This is the part of him. This guy gave himself whiplash because he's sitting there just looking at something in his hand, you know, being an extra. And then he's like, yeah, well, I went home and had sex. And his head snaps up. And then he looks over at his buddy and be like, did she just say that out loud around these people? Sex? And he's, like, sex? he's just looking over his shoulder like, hey, she's talking about sex in public. Hey, did you hear her? Hey. Hey. Hey, she's talking about doing it. Hey, she's talking about sex. Yeah, like in her vagina. About sexing. No, 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 like with a penis. Stop talking. I don't think she's married to last. Are you married? No. She's, cut, cut. She's, we can't use this take. Cut. Extra, why are you talking? You don't have a line in this show. But yes, that was probably the best section. So. And I am in total agreement. That scene is just watching people. There's also... A lot of actors in their show that are clearly trying not to laugh. Totally. In <laughs> some of these scenes. You guys should be better extras. I think I'd be a great extra. We're trying not to look directly in the camera. <laughs> like they're walking behind a newscaster <laughs> reporting locally and they're trying to look over their shoulder at the camera or wave. Hey, Mom. <laughs> hey, Mom. Anyway, speaking of, speaking of a joke, let's go to best hair petting salon mm, category. So we'll start which... Which hair petting salon, which salon that was supposed to be a hair shop, it just ended up with a bunch of women just sort of petting each other? This is a very hard category because there's so many of them, but I, I think know. the one that really stood out to me was Legos Housewives. I agree. With Baby. A Baby. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes, they just they didn't do hair, they patch your hair. Yeah, this was a pretty poor representation. <laughs> and sometimes they're like, all right, we're going to shoot a film in West Africa. We have an opportunity to show, like, how people in this region of the world do their hair. Yeah. Like, no, we're just going to slap a wig on them and just have the <laughs> hairdresser just sort of softly comb it. <laughs> Very softly, gently comb this wig. It wasn't like, even like a wig, though. Their hair was already done. They didn't even show the part yeah. where they started the hair. Their hair nope. was already done. It was like, pat it. Like, come on. They're not going to show them zoning in. <laughs> Try. Laying that lace front. You no know, glue. What? How do you know about that? Instagram. True. The bundles are pretty intense on Instagram. <laughs> a bundle? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, what, what's a bundle? You mean like when you can buy more than one thing at once? Sure. Let's go with that. Sure. Let's go with that. Let's move on. All right. We're going to move on to most woke movie. Okay. Rosar, which movie is the most woke? I chose Half of a Yellow Sun. Oh, really? I don't know why. Now, now I regret it. <laughs> okay. No, you got to walk me through that because I totally forgot about that in terms of wokeness. I should have chose it as best cinematography, if anything. Now I'm thinking about it. Because mm. Half a Sun was about, is the book, obviously. That's the, the book. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I don't think it's woke now, I think about it. It's more of a really great movie. No, I, I think, there, I think yes. there's an argument for its wokeness. Yeah, Walking because through. it's talking about the history, it's really about the history and like this couple. I don't. No, I think mostly with the couple. There's an argument to be made yes. for its wokeness because of Tandy. Exactly, the character and the mother from the village. Yeah, Tandy yeah. Newton really stands up to Chiwetel yes. four and yeah. his fuckboy, I'm a professor, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then also the culture clash that Tandy Newton has with uh, Chiwetel's mom yes. in that movie, too. She is very old school. Yes. Very village. Very. And she even brought this girl from the village to come have sex with her son to, have a, to bear a child. Basically, yes. yeah. And she's like, after care of a child, you just go and just have sex with her. And he did. 
She was Montandi, you're right. Yeah, yeah, she specifically went and found a young house girl to put in their house, knowing that Chiwetel was going to dip his pen in that company. Chiwetel was the... Like, I was so annoyed at his character, because I respected him at first, and then I realized, oh, you just took a fuckboy who was really smart. I mean, he, he's an educated, rich man in the 1970s yeah. in West Africa. Like, True. The world was kind of his oyster. He was and, also a revolutionary, and very impassioned. And, the world was his oyster, and he took a spin in every one of them. Yep. Boy, he sure fucked a lot of oysters. <laughs> oh, God. Put a seafood in What a terrible way to talk about the women he has sex with. I Refer know. to them as a bottom-feeding mollusk. Okay, that sounds sexist. It is sexist. <laughs> what I said was very problematic. <laughs> so what about you? What's, what is your most woke movie? I gave it to an African city just because they tackle that shit head on. That's true. And they, the, the agency that those women are afforded in that movie is second to none, at least in the series of movies we've watched so far. Yeah, I think the reason why I would play devil's advocate is one character who's kind of um, traditional and not as woke, and it's um, what's her face, the vegan chick. Ngozi. Ngozi. She annoyed me, and she was very like submissive and not. At... But then she did become. But also, she was allowed to do that. That was also her choice. That's true. You're right. She was enforced. You're right. You're right. She had a choice to become to be who she is. I mean, we see her like succumb to a lot of those societal pressures that she is choosing to sort of heap onto herself. And one of the things I I mentioned that those women are allowed agency is that they're allowed to make bad decisions. Yeah. And they're not like destroyed or killed about it because like when Makina is just like, I'm not too hot on condoms. Like that should be like, no, you always got to wrap it before you tap it. Gotta wrap that fool don't before do you it. use that tool. Ooh, that rhyme. I don't know any other ones. That's all right, I don't know any ones. But I would um you have to um trap it before you You're gonna say tap it. it. See where already before you clap it. Like you know Well now clap is just another name for chlamydia. So apparently oh, your bad. condom failed. Well, sometimes they broke. Anyway, those <laughs> women are allowed to make bad decisions and not like be destroyed because of it because a lot of the morality plays we watch yeah women who cheat on their husbands die in a car crash (laughs) (laughs) that is most of these movies are women cheating on their husbands and then being cosmically reprimanded by the universe you're right and then there was one scene in season two where she spoke um mamaya was speaking with her mother in the kitchen and mother was saying something about her father he traveled a lot. She, if she had to do it again, she probably wouldn't have to. Long nights at the office. Yeah, and she was like, trying to tell me, yeah, don't get fooled because she's a dad. He's still a man. With You're Kukwa. Right. And then there's, all, there's a, last season, Kukwa. It's season one <laughs> where, um, Shad, not Shade, what's the Ceylonian chick? Zenab. When she called out the, um, the <laughs> ministers of health. When oh yeah like, oh she look clean you guys look clean yeah oh no she's dirty. too pretty to have AIDS yeah like no you're dumb and that was a really good one yeah Zendab always was a call it's on the call out yeah. call out culture like nope I will call you out most woke most woke and to have most woke you have to have a least woke least woke, woke. <laughs> and who's your least woke uh, I gave mine to Baby Mama because that movie was so atrocious. We bounced off of it, not just in its production, but just in its themes about trapping. It's a very uh, all's well that ends well, yeah. which was the Shakespeare play about a woman trapping a man into getting her pregnant so yeah. that she could get married to him. Oh, yeah. No, because he was sleeping with her. It. Yeah, but he would not marry her. Yeah. 
But, he, but then she got pregnant with a son, right? Yeah, so they come up with this plan that they're going to find a woman that he's going to love. Yeah. And on their wedding night, they're going to turn the lights out. She's going to sneak into bed. Wow. They're going to do a swap like that. Yeah. And then wind up getting pregnant, and then it's going to end with him marrying the girl he got pregnant. Now, that's a terrible thing to do. <laughs> so the entire joke of that play is that it's titled, well, all's, all's, all's well that ends well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, no, that, you did a terrible thing. You can't justify it because it had a happy ending. Well, it Happy-ish. It did, though. Shakespeare, you old sly dog, you. Baby it's Mama so was basically like that, but with none of the self-awareness. Nope. This movie, I it's it's the most forgettable movie for me because I don't remember it. Well. It's a, we also didn't finish it. That's how bad it was. <laughs> for me, the least woke movie for me was um was Snake Bubble. Snake Bubble. Snake Bubble. Snake Boy it was like especially because of Good Luck and the whole like using the F word to describe um homosexuals um or gay men and him was like using his. Basically, just um, his bisexuality to like bring people over to the dark side. Yeah, but like it was, it was, it was under a spell. It was, it wasn't even consensual. Like it was like he was putting in a spell to have sex with them. Right, and I was really afraid that when, uh, when the resolution happened and the curse has been broken, he's no longer a snake bubble. Yeah, that somehow that would make his like his sexuality also disappear. <laughs> exactly. Like because he was so cavalier about being bisexual earlier, I'm like, oh, that yeah, this is like super dope. This is a weirdly progressive movie. For this, yeah. uh, for this anti-witchcraft film to take, mm-hmm. and but no, it just turns out that that was the evilness inside him <laughs> okay, having that made sex him with gay. yeah, Amen. anyone and everything. You're right. You're right. You're right. What is next? We need another shining light. We're gonna go to a category of drum roll. It's a pretty good drum roll. It's a lot of lip involved. There's a lot of lip involved. Best writing, Wilsar, which do you think was the best written movie? I have to give it to, again, the best picture for me. Um, Road to Yesterday, I believe, had the best writing because I love the story. And it was not, it was not cliche to a point where like, I couldn't really, no, I couldn't enjoy it. And uh, there are scenes in it that was written that I'm like, oh, that's, that interaction is interesting. That's new. And I just really enjoyed the way that they constructed this entire movie. Just the way, the story of it was something I didn't see in this space before. And I really enjoyed it. How about you? I gave mine, again, to my best picture as well. I gave it to (laughs) B for Boy. Yes. Mainly because... good movie. The way that that movie is written, they're not afraid to let the uncomfortable silence... Oh, you're right. ...fall fall in a conversation. Yeah. Because that's a very real thing that happens when people are having conversations that are difficult to have mm-hmm. or talking to someone they don't want to talk to is that you'll have that cold, awkward moment. Yeah. So to have the, to have that sense of, to basically being able to fully realize these scenes as you're writing them and realize, no, we need to just let this hang for a little bit. Yeah. To just let this thing that was just said that I just wrote settle. Mm-hmm. That takes an incredible awareness and that's genuine like writing talent yeah and that's how it works no i would say though that was something that we said about this movie that we didn't we didn't appreciate we liked the silence but we also said that because of that silence sometimes in certain scenes it allowed it to go too slow it lingered too much right it was like overused at some spot that's one of the reasons why i didn't use even road to yesterday just because 
I feel like some of the dialogue kind of slowed the pacing down. Okay. Like when they got spirited and like really started fighting with each other, that's mm-hmm. when it got really exciting. Yeah. And that I feel like that was more testament to their acting more than to the, the writing. writing itself. Yeah. But another part of writing is also plotting. Yeah. And you have to write out your scenes, how they're set up and shot before the cinematographer ever shoots them. Yeah. And before that's ever cut and edited. I could absolutely give this to Road to Yesterday and not blank about it either. Okay, that's good. No, just, again, those are two truly great movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that these are two movies that succeeded in their writing in different ways. Okay. I, I, no, I agree. I definitely agree with you. Mm-hmm. So, Wilson, now we're up for one of our most important categories. Who yes. was your best cougar? Um, obviously, obvious Uche Gumbo. Jumbo. I keep saying it You keep gumbo. saying gumbo. Uche, the spicy <laughs> soup from New Orleans. It does sound like a soup. A southern... <laughs> Uche, the soup. One of the only places in American cuisine where you can find okra. Gumbo. And I love okra. I know. Um, Uche Jumbo was just amazing. I love her. I love her. She's a great cougar. She's funny. She's playful. She's quirky. She's beautiful. She's sexy. She can do it all. She can do it all. Uche, I love you, man. As much as I would like to give Best Cougar to Uche Jumbo, I have to <gasps> give it to Daniela Okeke. Oh, why? Because she's got cake for days. <laughs> she does have cake for days. Okeke have cake for days. Mm-hmm. They should call her Okeke Cake. Shut up. She's got Shut twice up. the cake. Wait, what movie was she in? She was in Lagos Cougars. Was she? Yeah. Which one was she? Uh, she was the super shapely one. They're all shapely. Oh, no, man, you're right. I remember yeah. her now. Good God, she was you know, shapely. You're that, right, she had kick for days. She was the mm-hmm. most, she was a quieter one. With you're that right. foo-foo booty? She has, she, she has booty for days. <laughs> I'm sure we're doing a Google image search right now, which is why Wilson just reacted. Booty. She had the booty for me, me and you. Mm-hmm. More me than you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on to best hair and makeup. I made the mistake of roping this in with costuming, which I want to make sure that this is separate. So, okay. Wilsar, who did you give for best hair and makeup? I gave that Caught you to... right in the middle of a yawn. I know. You always do something. I want to prepared. keep her on your toes. Oh, oh my... <laughs> oh, she's not ready. Introduce it right now. Segways. Wilson, oh, my face. Is... <laughs> Stop. So much pressure. I gave mine to 50. Okay. Best hair and makeup. Because mm. I would have given it to an African city. Because, yes, they were they looked great. But there were some parts when well, Sade's wig throughout the series did not work <laughs> for her. Like, well, I don't know what's going on with her hair or makeup. So I didn't give it to them. I, I say 50 because, one, these are women who are past the average age for American that's in Hollywood to play certain roles, mm-hmm. and they are beautiful. They're sexy. They are dramatic, but still like attractive, and they looked amazing. And their hair was lit, and I loved it. So yeah, it's just that. What yeah. about you? Oh, well, I had to give mine to an African city, and I mainly did it because I've I watched them do things with Ngozi's dreadlocks that I didn't think <laughs> were possible. Oh, that's not fair. No, how's that not fair? I'm being sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> No, like they, they did, they did straight up magical stuff. That's true. With, like, have... with Ngozi's style on that show, it's That's it true. was just like wow, this is really stunning. And then even with uh, uh, with Mamaya and oh, her hair. Zena, her they both hair. did a bunch of really cool shit with their natural hair. But okay, but you know what I mean. So to me, 
what you say here in makeup is the consistency of it all. And maybe because 50 was just a movie, it's not fair to, to um, an African city. Right. But I think that when it comes to their outfits or like their costume, an African city killed it, right? It was dope. But when it comes to hair and makeup, at 50, really, it's like they looked amazing in every scene. Even when she yeah. was going to church at, you know, at midnight, 5 a.m., she looked good. Yeah. Like, they, it was consistent. Like, it looked she, like it was 5 a.m. and she hadn't slept. Yeah, and, like, her hair was just, like, a short cropped. Exactly. Nice wig. Thing. And it looked yeah. cute. Yeah, so I think we both have good points, but I think I, I'm right. No, we have to agree on everything <laughs> always. No, I just 50, after you said that, it actually reminded me of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, So, this is one that we all, I'm like... And this, I think this is the one David and I have also agreed upon. Um, movie you most forgot you watched. Yeah. And, and what was yours? Because <laughs> I think it's the same as mine. It is. It's Illusion. What's that? What movie is that? I don't know. Exactly. I don't remember watching it. Wasn't it the movie of the girl who like lost her memory and like she was given a new identity but then she had another one? I can't remember. It was the one that I most, when looking back at our 25 episodes we recorded with, Oh, yeah, we did watch that movie. I still don't remember. I, you, I, it's, it's a helpful, though. I still don't remember what the movie's about. I don't get it. What's it about? Uh, I don't know. It's about I some sort episode. of illusion. <laughs> I don't know. We just watched The Prestige, so I tried to convince Will Sorrow that's what it was about. <laughs> you know, it had Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, and they're like dueling magicians. That was a really good movie. It was pretty good. But this movie, I don't understand. I don't even remember it. Do I, was I awake for this one? probably I don't know it's all just kind of a haze anyway I think our recommendations for this episode we're just gonna roll that into our our best films yeah. and our favorite films so I would give it to I would recommend Be For Boy I'd also recommend Matters Rising hands mm-hmm. down those are the top two that we saw this year I agree and I, I would I think I would Be For Boy Matters Rising and also just to, if you can watch um, World to Yesterday Road to Yesterday, 50, and An African City. Totally. I think we can round that yeah. into our super solid top five yeah. or six. And you, those are easily accessible as well. But mm-hmm. no, these um these movies, yes, yeah, some of them we, we are mocking, but they are fun to watch. Not all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have to put up uh, the best of like the good, bad category, because yeah. Snake Boy is definitely one of those. Yes. And maybe Vultures of Horror in very Don't. small doses. Do not do what we did on one weekend and watch six hours of it. And that was all David's fault. It was. And I, I have apologized for it profusely. And you will never let it go. You never Hashtag let things go. Hashtag I will never forget. You never let things go. You're always like this. God. Never. never. And for I have a year son, just read the book. Just read the book. Yeah, the movie's all right. The movie's pretty good. Let's read the uh, if you have any like uh, post-traumatic stress with like civil like war and stuff like that, maybe like that's like your content warning. Yeah. Because uh, it might be triggering in some yeah. sense. But for a full good movie, just like Matters of Rising. Yeah, Matters of Rising is the best, most yeah. feel-good movie where people could just sort of beat themselves. Matters of Rising is also in Pigeon as well. It is in Pigeon. Which is another thing I really appreciate about yeah, the movie too. Yeah, it's a really village life. I like to hear people talk naturally amongst each other yeah especially in a film like even a foreign film like just let people speak the language don't make them speak english if that's so not make, the thing they're most mm-hmm. comfortable with. and fyi doesn't know if you watch a young mechanic on netflix just turn on the closed caption yes because they are it's in, not in english no which is great but yeah that's it i think we like are the first shuggies we did it the sugar in the house and now we got yeah. an after party the to sugar get to in the house like what the bed 
sleep? I mean, I guess if you want to go party like that. I'm going to go party. I'll see the bedroom. Rawr. I can't growl. <laughs> Grr. I, you growl I, all the time. It just sounds awful. Grr. Yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> We're not going to go have a bedroom party. We're going to probably eat a bowl of granola and go to bed. Basically, pretty basic. That's basically our bedroom party now because we are old. I'm 30 now. Oh, yeah. David's a birthday. Hey. I'm in a new decade in my life. I'm still young. And I'm very tired a lot. (laughs) And hungover after one beer. And I can't eat ice cream or else my butt jiggles for a week. I stole that joke from Adam Sandler. (laughs) That's funny. Your butt jiggles. My butt jiggles. You don't have one, so it's funny because mm. you don't have a butt to jiggle. It's, it's not my fault. My my soft 160 pounds is spread over a over <laughs> six foot frame. And my not so soft 130 pounds, 25 pounds. It's compacted on a five seven body. Yeah, it's very nice. It's like small booties matter. Small booties matter. Small booties matter. Matter. What is that voice? All right, we gotta go. We got an after. I think Wilson has already started the after party. She's like four wine. It's been a while. I'm four wine deep. I'm I'm a bottle in. (laughs) You are not. Anyway, follow the show online. You can find us at Sugarcane Pod where we post these episodes. You can find the show on SoundCloud or your favorite pod catcher. Yes. Uh, hashtag tripod. Most people don't listen. I'm pretty sure that's a thing people are still doing. Anyway, yeah. if you know someone who likes these movies, who likes listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. who knows us personally and just thinks we're the cutest little couple, ah. go ahead and put our podcast into their feed. Yeah. It's literally the least you can do. We do not pay to advertise this. Wilsar <laughs> is completely gone insane. Yeah. No. Wilsar, put that knife down. Oh, God. What do you mean? What knife? <laughs> It's, See? It's floating. No, no. It's floating. That was my baton. We've got to get out of this haunted apartment. <laughs> oh, no. You can follow me online at Shibuti. You can leave your, you can leave your uh, I guess, well wishes there for my obituary. He's barely going to get killed by this crazy ghost. I love him. You can follow me <laughs> online. Call me Wilsar. Let's call me. W-I-L-S-A-R. And do you have any recommendations for this week, David? Oh, we already gave him the we best We did, you're right. I would do also want to recommend, if you want to see some of Wilsar's photography, oh, it's on Instagram, at Wilsar Shoots. I do shoots, not, not people. Bang, bang, bang. That's yeah. the sound of a camera. It makes gun sound effects. It's really, <laughs> security guards genuinely hate it, because <laughs> it is really loud. What if it did, though? That would be funny, right? Well, we'd have to do, attach a silencer, and I have an idea for a silencer that replaces gunshots with animal noises. Whoa. Because I think it would make a lot of action movies very funny. Cow! Yeah, basically, if, does that sound cows make? <laughs> My God. No, just imagine John Wick pulling out his two guns and they just go like, buck, 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 buck. Okay, <laughs> oot, oot. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. That's a, that's a line. No, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> I hate it when you do that noise on microphone. What do you mean? <laughs> Stop. All right, we have to go. Okay. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening again. Thank you. I think that's all the housekeeping we do. Bye. Yeah, bye. Hashtag buddy. Them want know where I come from. All the runs from Lagos to London. All the blessings and love I see just to make me the shout hallelujah. I say all the blessings and love I see just to make me the shout hallelujah. They hold me for ransom because I'm young and I'm rich and I'm handsome. They won't hold me for ransom because I'm young and I'm rich and I'm handsome. Oh, yeah, shake, buddy.